brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, hello, and welcome to a bonus edition of the Jeff and Josh Parrot and Bear podcast. This isn't the hot sheet podcast because we're done with hot sheet for the year, but our podcast will roll on. And it is a special edition of this podcast because we are talking about the Arizona Fall League, the greatest six weeks of the year, of this year, of any year of the baseball calendar. If you know me, you know I like the Fall League the same way J.J. Cooper likes the Rule 5 draft and the same way normal people like normal things. Jeff, your first Fall League was last year. Did you love it as much as I love it? Yeah, I really enjoyed my time out there, um, you know, having the opportunity to double up on multiple days so you can realistically see, you know, two-thirds of the league on, on a, most, most nights. So you can cover the league pretty quickly, get a good look at a variety of really talented players. I think the, the value there for me, and I think in some ways there's um, some similarities like the Cape Cod League and West Coast talent where, you know, I don't really get to see players that play, you know, in the California League or the Texas League or, you know, say uh, Southern League frequently. Um, so, so being able to see those players um, over, you know, multiple games in a variety of situations, hitters against, you know, righties and lefties, et cetera. Um, I think that has a lot of value. Uh, plus it's, getting colder out here at that point in time and it's warm out there. Uh, so that's pretty nice as well. And just, uh, you know, the whole vibe parks aren't like overly crowded or crazy or anything either. So, uh, and you know, fall stars game was, was a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm interested in again and, you know, having uh, looked over the rosters fairly heavily over the last few hours um, I have some favorites and, you know, I have a couple squads in particular. I'm, I'm really excited to see. Yeah. And this year, um, Jeff is going the week that the fall stars game will be held. I'm going the opening two weeks, save for that last Saturday, which, uh, unfortunately I will miss the, the new, one of the new features of this year's fall league, which is a triple header at the Arizona Diamondbacks park chase field. So all three games will be played there on October 15th. But I will be departing that day for, for back to come back home. Um, I will be there, you know, getting my fill of the fall league and a little bit of instructs in there too. So there will probably be days where I sort of triple up, you know, maybe see the first two or three innings, four innings, whatever it is, 
the fall league game, then mosey on over to that particular site's backfields to see whatever, um, or vice versa, or however it may be, and then go to the night game um, and take a lot of video and see a lot of prospects and do a lot of, you know, the, the stuff I, I wait all year for. It's the best time of the year, like I said in the intro. But we got the rosters a little bit ago, and as usual, they look great right now. Now, the caveat being there's going to be some changes. There will be uh, – I don't know what they will be, but they're there every year. The Fall League rosters look great on roster release day. They also look great on opening day, but there's going to be changes in between. Some of the guys you see here won't be there now. They might – you know, they're all – well, not they're all. A lot of them are still playing in the minor leagues. Um, and if their farm system decides, okay, we've had enough, we don't need to get you six more weeks or three more weeks or whatever it may be of the fall league, then they'll just cut it and replace it with someone else. But right now, all we can talk about is the guys who are on the current roster. So let's take a look, Jeff. Let's just go down the, the, uh, the groups alphabetically and start with, I believe that would be, if I can do my alphabet, uh, the Glendale desert dogs you got that roster up there jeff yes i do i do so, actually have, so you uh, you like this roster a little a lot because i think uh, as you just tweeted the the infield is pretty stacked isn't it yeah that is a that is a really talented group um you know i would say the, the highlight there is noelvi Marte, now the cincinnati reds previously with the mariners um you know, he, he's an exciting player. I haven't, I've seen once, but I haven't seen over an extended period of time. Uh, so he's one guy in particular. I'm, I'm pretty excited to see another system um, compatriot in Matt McLean, uh, who I haven't seen live. I don't think since the 2019 Cape Cod league, if I'm not mistaken. That's the last time that I saw McLean. I don't, I don't think he was in the futures game roster. Um, if he was, then I guess I did see him, but, uh, so that's sort of like the, the, the pairing, uh, there in the, the middle infield potentially, uh, for the desert dogs. That's, that's pretty interesting. Um, you know, your beat Vivas, uh, from the Dodgers who I saw for a series earlier this year in the Midwest league, um, you know, solid, uh, hit tool type of guy. The numbers I think were probably maybe a little bit above. What the ability was um, back in 2021, but he's a really solid bats of ball guy. Uh, there, you know, there's some sort of sneaky pop there as well. I think I saw him homer uh, in the series at Lake County. Um, you know, other guy that really sticks out for me, and I'll I'll give you a random footnote because I've been uh, digging in some sort of season-ending stats over the last you know week or so. Edward Julian, um, you know, former uh, War Eagle from Auburn, um, now with the Minnesota Twins. Not a great defensive player, but I've heard, you know, second base, he's fine. Um, he is, as far as I know, at least since 2006, the only player to have in consecutive seasons uh, a 400 OBP and 15 or more home runs and 15 or more stolen bases. And he's done it in 2021 in 2022 so i think he's one of the more underrated players uh in the minors and particularly offensively and he could be a guy that that really tears it up in the folly just because he's got approach he's got some power he's you know he's got some speed he can do a lot of things he can play a few different positions um could be sort of an exciting breakout for him uh you also got andy pajes there of course um you know in the outfield uh, 
huge power. You know, the numbers, I think overall, he's had 25 plus home runs in consecutive seasons. You know, a lot of talent there as well. Uh, anybody else in this Glendale roster um, that you're excited to see in particular, Josh? Because you'll be out there fairly early. So if there's a chance of you seeing a majority of these guys, it's probably you more so than me when I'm out there in early November. Well, you took all my guys, you selfish Northeasterner. But uh, there's, a, there's a lot of guys I, I like to see. Um, Vivas is high on my list. I'm always intrigued by the guys who walk more than they strike out. And I believe Vivas has the biggest walk to strike out differential this year. One of a very, I think it's last time I looked, with, I don't remember, remember the number. It was this very select group of guys who have more walks than strikeouts outside of the complex leagues. So I'm interested to see what that looks like. And uh, I'm, I'm guessing it will hold up in the fall league considering um, strikes are scattered um, in the fall league. And that's especially true in the early going um, when some guys are still a little rusty, they're coming off a little bit of a break um, and they're, you know, they're, they're just getting back into it and the, the controlling command is not usually there. So that'll be interesting to see what he looks like out there. Austin Martin uh, with the twins is a guy, obviously they picked up in the Barrios trade from, was from the blue Jays. And, you know, he had a high draft pedigree, but really hasn't lived up to it to this point. So he's an interesting guy who can go out here and, and maybe rebound a little bit in the fall league. Uh, Reese Hines has huge power, which, you know, I, I'm a guy who loves, loves me some loud tools and he's got, you know, arguably some of the biggest power in the fall league. Uh, there's a lot of really powerful young men in this fall league this year. Um, pa Hayes is high on my list as well. There's not a whole lot in the way of pitching on this club. And frankly, the, the pitching right now in the fall league is light this year. It's, it's last I checked, there was one top 100 prospect among the six rosters. And uh, that's Quinn Priester on, okay, I'll be honest, whichever team the Pirates is on, I haven't committed to each, each team's five big league clubs to memory yet, but I think he's the only top 100 guy right now. That said, uh, the lack of big names from these pitchers doesn't necessarily mean they won't produce big leaguers. You might have some guys who I'm sure pop on your uh, neck of the woods, uh, your, your analytic numbers, because Jeff is our most analytically inclined staff member. I'm sure there's guys who really uh, ring a lot of bells in that world. And we'll be seeing in the big leagues whether they're starters or bullpens later in the year. But, you know, they have yet to prove that in the fall league. So I'll be interested to see who kind of pops up. Uh, with that, let's move on to Emmett the... Sheehan. Emmett Sheehan's the guy okay. in this team, uh, that I like quite a bit. Um, great fastball, low launch. Uh, Boston College guys had a really good year. Um, Dodgers pitching prospect. Of course, it's a Dodger on, on Glendale. Um, so yeah, he's the guy I would say that I, I probably have, have, um, honed in on the most of being like, all right, that's the guy that I want to see, just want to see how he's updated. Um, you know, how he looks versus how he looked at Boston college. And I saw, you know, a fair bit of him then, uh, Christian Roa from Cincinnati is another one. Um, that's kind of interesting too, but yeah, overall, I mean, it's a lot of relievers, I think consistently <laughs> throughout all these rosters, but like, I thought I saw Kyle hurt last year. And I don't think he was probably a big name coming in, but um, really nasty stuff. And, um, you know, that's one of those like sticks in your mind. You're like, all right, you know, it wasn't bad. Devin Sweet has really good change up. Like you'll see good pitches and and interesting um, early farms, I think. But 
yeah, the days of seeing like five or six like top 100 starters, it seems like those have, have uh, are, are, you know, have, are long gone by. <laughs> yeah, you know, last year's highlights were Owen White, um, Mackenzie Gore. I missed Mackenzie. He was there. He got, he left right before I got there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Caleb Killian uh, among starters last year. But I've seen Marcus Stroman in the fall league. I've seen Max Freed in the fall league. Uh, I'm sure there are other arms. Yeah, Forrest Whitley when he was a Forrest Whitley. Oh yeah, at the time was a big deal. Oh Nate yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taiwan Walker, uh, Archie Bradley. There's a lot of um, James Caprillion was really good in the fall league one year. Um, yeah, there's a lot of guys who who yeah. you know, used to come by with big pedigree, but right now it's it's a lot of guys who are interesting. Um, or could be interesting, or a lot of guys who might be fighting for spots on the 40-man roster because the Rule 5, somewhere, JJ's, uh, uh, his ears perk up, is just around the corner, too. It'll be the first Rule 5 since 2020. Um, So we've got the next roster, which is Mesa. And the Mesa Solar Sox um, this year have the Cubs, obviously, because they play at Sloan Park, which is the Cubs' spring training home. And this year, their four uh, compadres are the A's, Marlins, Yankees, and Rays. So a couple AL East guys, an NL East club, and an AL West club. And looking down at this roster, uh, the highlight is Jason Dominguez, who, you know, has really, really, really picked it up. You know, he, he was in a tough spot. He was one of, if not the most hyped prospect I've ever been around. At, at BA. Um, and then unfortunately, the pandemic happened. So his debut really couldn't happen officially. And then it happened last year and he was pretty good. And this year he started out pretty good back at low A and really kicked it into high gear at Hudson Valley. That's high A Yankees for 40 games. And now is in double A uh, for the last week of the season and then the playoffs with the Eastern League Somerset Patriots. So he is the highest profile name on this roster, and I guarantee you he's going to draw crowds. I bet you they're similar to what Tim Tebow drew a few years ago in the fall league, and that's saying something because that guy had just a mob of fans with him everywhere he went. Um, But I think Dominguez is going to rival that. Their outfield is really strong too, not just Dominguez. Brennan Davis, who's making up some time from injuries, as are a lot of guys in this fall league. Uh, futures gamer Denzel Clark from the A's, another big fella, Lawrence Butler from the A's, a Rays breakout guy, shocker, a Rays starter, a Rays uh, prospect who's come out of nowhere, Mason Auer, he's really interesting in the infield, Matt Mervis, one of the best overall performers in the fall league this year, Duke alumnus who's just, who's hit his way from high A to triple A in one year and has the lead or is near the lead in just about every power-based category in the minors. Uh, Jose Salas, a really exciting Marlins uh, middle infielder. Um, and then Joe Mack with the Marlins, who's a really interesting catcher, but missed most of the year with injuries. Uh, Jeff, who do you like on this roster? Yeah, I'll uh, throw a name out there from the, the pitching ranks. And surprisingly, it's an Oakland Athletics pitcher, a uh, guy that was taken in 2021 out of Gardner-Webb. Six foot five right-hander Mason Miller. Um, this guy sits 99 miles per hour in his fastball, has touched 102. He's got decent hop, sort of a heavy bore shape, so he gets a good amount of run and ride in the fastball. 
Um, his average spin rate, be ready for it, Josh, on the four-seam fastball, 2,600 RPMs. Had a 40% whiff rate this year on the pitch. Also lands it for strikes, over 70% in terms of strike rate. Really small sample size, obviously. You know, that's one of the reasons he's here in the fall league. Um, primarily fastball slider guy. It was a really hard slider, as you would imagine. Um, mid to high 80s consistently. Probably has one of the harder sweepers, um, close to a foot of sweep on average. You'll see out there. Um, less spin, actually, on that pitch, but a little bit more transverse. Um, really interesting pitch. Like, like this guy could come in and be um, sort of that guy. Was it Gregory Santos last year that would come in and you'd all of a sudden just the, the pure stuff would sort of like capture your eye. His fastball is probably better than Santos's was. Um, and, you know, quite frankly, this is one of the best one-two punches in the league. I would imagine he's going to be strictly one-inning uh, relief. But this guy could be, you know, a potential back-end of the bullpen type of arm long term if you know health and uh the strike throwing remain you know they have um they have two guys or three guys the a's uh, who are interesting on this list their trick their big trade acquisitions jt ginn uh who came over in the chris bassett deal from the mets and ryan cusick who came over from the braves in the matt olson deal they'll both be out there so they should be fun to watch uh yeah, those are the those are the big names on this list. Sandy Gaston last year uh, last year made some waves because he throws really really hard too. Uh, he's, a, yep. he's a he's a big feller as well. Uh, so he should those those four guys should be you know, really fun for Mesa. Plus, you know all the position players we mentioned. Yeah, a lot uh, of good position guys. Joe Mack too. He's so young. Um, surprising to see him out here, but uh, well, it's just because he got like forty games this year. Yeah, but you know, cold weather kid. Um, had a lot of hype just in terms of the bat and pedigree, you know, everyone, you know, has always thought he could hit. And, you know, I think we've seen with sort of that archetype that it takes a year sometimes more for them to really like get their feet under them and, and get assimilated in, in pro ball. Some of these, you know, cold weather position guys. So it wouldn't shock me if, you know, Mac had a good fall league or at least picked up some things. And, you know, that was like sort of a springboard to a really good 2023. So uh, he's an interesting one for me. And then with that, we will move to the Peoria Javelinas, which has, in addition to the standard Padres and Mariners who play at Peoria uh, during spring training, it has Guardians, Mets, and Nationals prospects. And this roster, I'll let you start off. Who do you like uh, on the, the Javelinas, the feisty pigs of the desert? Yeah. Um, you know, on the position side, uh, there's a lot of you know, really solid players here. I think you could have some of like the sleepers of the fall league in this, in this infield, maybe a guy like Will Frizzell, uh, for example, but Jackson Merrill, I think that's probably the guy that sticks out the most. One of the youngest players in the fall. league. you know, you wrote that 12 youngest players, uh, in the AFL that's over on uh, baseball America. Check that out. It was a really good piece. Um, he's one of the youngest players obviously in the league. Robert Hassel, a third, um, who I've seen before, excited to see him again. And, you know, Josh Mears, um, who I don't know if they're going to keep him in center. I, I've watched a few games recently where he's been in center field. Hasn't been awesome. I mean, the skills are there, but he still doesn't necessarily have to go for the position. He has unbelievable power. So uh, he's another guy to watch. Sometimes those guys, particularly in Arizona with that weather, 
and the pitching that we're talking about, sometimes those guys can break out a little bit and put up some loud numbers. So he's somebody I think that could be fun to watch. Um, and then Adam Mako uh, from Seattle, lefty with an unbelievable curveball. So, uh, yeah, kind of interesting. Uh, haven't seen him live previously. I believe he's Canadian, if I'm not mistaken. He certainly oh, is. Or, but Canadian via Slovakia, is it? if I'm not. I think that's correct. I think too. that's actually correct. Um, so he's just a really interesting picture uh, for me. Somebody, if he's still out there, when I'm out there, I, you know, I might even set up an interview, talk to him about his pitch grips and some of the things he's doing because uh, he gets some really interesting shapes and he's a little different. On that roster, you know, yes, I, I'm very excited to see Merrill. He really opened my eyes in spring training this year and then dealt with injuries for most of the season. Um, Josh Mears, like you mentioned, is going to put up power that, you know, um, rivals Reese Hines and a few other guys that we're going to talk about uh, on rosters to come. But, you know, one of the guys I'm really excited to see is Angel Martinez of Cleveland. They have so many middle infield talents. It's silly. Um, Brian Rocchio, um, you know, in big leagues, they have Ahmed Rosario, and I'm blanking on the other guy's name. Uh, they have Jose Tana. They have Angel Janao. They have all Andres Jimenez. Andres Jimenez. There you go. Is the other guy I blanked on. Um, they just have middle infielders and spades. And this guy is as talented as a lot of them. He should be really fun to watch. He's he's not gonna, I don't think, have one particular standout tool, although he will he will impress you in a lot of different areas. Yeah, so he's an interest, he's an interesting guy. Um, I'm excited to see Hassel too. I think I saw him a little bit in spring training. Former football player Brandon McElwain is on this roster as well. Uh, on the pitching side, oh no, just changed the wrong roster here. Uh, oh, that's there right. We go. There, for me. there we go. We're back. Mike um, Vassell. Mike Vassell. Former big Massachusetts right superstar in high school, now here in the fall league. But uh, after his first pro season and a good year good stuff too and he's he's one that i really think is exciting alec jacob from the padres got some buzz yeah. in one of our recent org reports uh brian Wu has been getting a little bit of love lately i know you know jeff has been pinging me about him all the time yeah. <laughs> I like uh, let's see uh yeah those are those are the main guys i did see mako in spring training a little bit he wasn't at his best that day. i think it was, it was mako versus owen white which is Fall League superstar past and be Fall yeah. League superstar future. Uh, he wasn't at his best that day, but he did break off a few really nice breaking balls, like you said, and a few really nice change-ups. So those are the highlights of those rosters. And that's the first three rosters we're, we're going to talk about. And we'll get to the next three rosters right after this break. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. What I love about using Indeed is how it does a lot of that organizational work for me. I can sort through candidates. I can respond to them. I can schedule interviews all through Indeed. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses, including Baseball America, that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Baseball America. Just go to Indeed.com slash Baseball America right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Baseball America. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And we are back. And now, Jeff, we're going to move on to the gem of the Fall League rosters for now. Salt River. The yeah. rafters are overflowing with talent. The Cardinals sent the guys. The Cardinals sent all their studs. Um, not all their studs, a lot of their studs. Uh, Jordan Man. Walker is notably going to play the outfield in this league. He started it this year in the regular season, but he's listed as an outfielder on this roster. Mason Wynn, he of the triple-digit throw in the Futures game, is here. And Tink Hentz, the electric-armed right-hander who uh, I believe just pitched his last game of the season in the uh, Florida State League Division Series because yeah. the Mets bounced them. So he's done they for did. the regular year. And he should light up some radar guns uh, in the uh, in the Fall League and break off some nasty change-ups and some nasty breaking balls. He's as exciting as a pitching prospect as there is in the low minors period, Fall League or not. So. Beyond those guys, it's not just the Cardinals guys either. Zach Bean and Warming Bernabell are coming from the Rockies, and they're both really interesting prospects. Mm -hmm. uh, Jordan Lawler is being sent from the die. He's the hot, the second highest ranking uh, prospect on the league on the list. Walker is uh, the first highest ranking. I believe he's number seven on our list. Uh, we've also got Davison De Los Santos, who is the youngest prospect in the fall league, and he has, as of now the most home runs by any player who is currently 19 or younger in the minor leagues, 22, and he's already in double A. Um, Addison Barger, who got a lot of really uh, uh, strong votes for best throwing arm in the Northwest League this year. And yeah, Colt Keith, who I know was on your radar pretty strongly until he got hurt. Um, there's a lot to love on this Salt River roster, and we didn't even talk about the pitching, except for Tink Hentz. Mm. Yeah, I would say, you know, this is probably, you know, we talked about the infield group, um, you know, earlier with uh, with Glendale. Um, I, I think this is by far probably the most talented team overall, probably the most talented infield. You can make some arguments, uh, you know, in the outfield, certainly with Zach Mean and Jordan Walker playing together. Parker Meadows had a really good season this year. He's shown a lot of development big, tall, um, kind of a bodied sort of athlete than his brother looks more like a small four or something in the NBA. Uh, Zach Britton, 
um, you know, he's been a really good sort of all around um, prospect. I don't know if he's anything more than maybe an up and down guy, but kind of productive, kind of interesting. Seems like a guy that could maybe potentially break out out there. Mike Antico had a really bad start beginning of his year. St. John's guy, I think for maybe three or four years. I don't think he was a grad transfer. If it was 2020 of the extra year, went to Texas, gets drafted, you know, in 2021, tons of speed, you know, 70 base runner, center field profile. He's got some power, gets on base as well. Uh, kind of an interesting player. So across the board, really good. Love Addison Barger here. Um, Call Keith, as you mentioned, Jordan Lawler, um, Mason Wynn. Mason Wynn and Gage Workman. Like if they had Workman at third base, Mason Wynn at shortstop, um, that's like just unbelievable range in the left side of your infield. Uh, there's so much you could have you know, going right there. Uh, Dylan Dingler, probably one of the best defensive catchers. They're a really strong defensive team. They can hit as well. They have firepower on the mound with guys like Blair Calvo, uh, Calvo from uh, Colorado. We've seen a bunch in Hartford. I think he's been as high as 98, 99, might have even touched 100. Uh, Hagen Danner converted uh, position player. Uh, he throws really hard when he's healthy. Um, you know, Tink Hens, as you mentioned. Uh, Peter Lambert, I'm pretty sure, like, has been in the big leagues, right? Yep. <laughs> J.B. Bukowskis has been in the big leagues. Um, Ryan Lotus, who was the last guy that I mentioned here, I think is a really, really interesting story. Um, he was a D3 guy, at least signed as an NDFA um, after last year, and he's already, um, you know, in his first full professional season, has worked his way up to, to AAA. Um, so he's a he's a really interesting one for me. Um probably a relief option maybe for the Cardinals as soon as next year. Um, yeah. I mean, a lot of, a lot of really interesting arms, Tyler Madsen, who I haven't seen since he was in college. They're just a, a bunch of names to bring it back a little bit. Joey Wentz too. That's, that's three, uh, three big leaguers, Bukowskis, Lambert and Wentz. Yeah. Then let's move on to the Scottsdale Scorpions, uh, which will have players from where did it go? I don't know why this thing keeps doing this thing. It's all right. I got it in front of me if you want me to. Uh, yeah, go ahead and read the teams. Off. Go ahead and read the, the teams and give your opinion. All right. Yeah. So um, we have uh, Scottsdale here. That is San Francisco. That is uh, the Giants, the Angels, the Orioles, the Red Sox, and the Braves. Um, going through this roster, you know, I think some of the big names that, that jump out to me, particularly a strong Red Sox contingent, I think they had seven or eight different names here led by Nick York. Nico Cavadas is going to be out here as well. Um, you know, he's obviously slowed up a little bit in, in double uh, A, but still gets on base, a ton of power. He's a lot of fun to watch. Sleeper from that group is definitely Steven Scott, uh, catcher formerly from Vanderbilt. He's kind of always put up good offensive numbers. I've heard good things from pitchers that have worked with him uh, about his receiving, and he's kind of interesting uh, from the the Angels side of things, they have a couple of uh, interesting infielders here, younger guys in Warner Blakely uh, coming off a really good year in Kyron Paris. Um, Heston Kerstad, probably another one of the big names, uh, as well as Louis Matos from the Giants, um, guy who I saw earlier this year who I've kind of touted a little bit uh, just based on the totality of plate skills plus defensive profile. That's uh, Justin Henry Malloy, um, really like him as well. Also, Reed Trimble, uh, who was a 
2021 draftee, if I'm not mistaken, and then was actually injured most of this year. It might have been 2020, but um, really interesting group overall, positionally. Um, you know, I think from the pitching side, a couple of names jump out here. Will Bednar obviously was a first rounder in 2021. Um, uh, other guy, Noah uh, Denoyer from Baltimore, or big right-hander uh, with two good breaking balls. I think he throws pretty hard, but the shape is kind of in. Eh. I've heard some good things internally uh, from my, my Orioles folks on him. Um, Thad Ward, I think, is a really interesting arm. Uh, coming back from injury, he's pitched fairly well. Uh, prior to that, it, you know, later round guy really pitched himself into sort of the picture as a prospect. Uh, we'll see how that sort of recovery continues. You got your boy Jacob White here, and then uh, Carson Wisenhunt, who uh, another uh, 2022 dr pitching draftee that uh, is playing in the fall league, just like uh, Kumar Rocker. Yeah, I was waiting for you to mention Wisenhunt. You know, he's it's, it's, I find it funny that I never saw him in East Carolina. You know, you, you know, I'm in North Carolina, and East Carolina is only a couple hours away, but I will see him uh, four hours away. By playing in Arizona, I assume. Uh, yeah, I you wonder, mentioned Jake. Go ahead. Uh, one thing I want to throw out there: I wonder if he's the first guy. I was wondering this last night that's played in the Cape Cod League and the Arizona Fall League within the same calendar year. Sounds like a uh, a research project for you. I know. Um, Jacob Webb, you mentioned I liked him really early in the year when I went to see Marcelo Mayer, and he didn't play that first game. Um, it's funny. I want to see him and Blaze Jordan, and neither of them were in the lineup. So that was fun. But Jacob Webb came out of the bullpen and really shoved. I think he's had an okay year. Uh, Sugasti with the Giants is catcher who got some really good reviews. The numbers might not be the loudest, but scouts really liked him. He gets the bat on the ball a lot. He's got really good catch throw skills. And they brought another catcher of theirs, Andy Thomas, who they got from the Mariners this year. Um, Cesar Prieto had a lot of buzz from the Orioles. Uh, at some at points this year, and he's still fighting for a playoff spot with the Bay Sox of Bowie right now. Nick York, this is the all-rebound team. Nick York and Luis Matos both came into the year as top 100 prospects and have scuffled and been injured enough that they've played their way off it. Um, I still believe in Luis Matos. He had a really strong September and has had a really strong, albeit two-game postseason. I believe tonight... They can win a championship. They, uh, they played their first two games at PK Park, and they won them both there, thanks to in, in part to an Andy Thomas Grand Slam, who's a, you know, also in the Fall League. But he was a guy, Matos, who had a really loud 2021 at low A, and then this year was kind of caught in between approaches and struggled a little bit and also got hurt. But there's still plenty of talent there. I'm particularly interested in him because I do that system. So I'll be really interested to see him for the first time. Logan Wyatt's really interesting. Well, he's there's a lot to be interested about. He's he's a guy who you think should have big time power, but he has been so passive at the plate that it's hard to get it out of him. Like you can, uh, I think I remember trying to see him at, at Louisville and try to get some open swings, and he didn't take the bat off his shoulder once all game, which was kind of amazing. But he's on this roster. He's had missed most of the year with injury and he'll be kind of intriguing to see uh but yeah those are the main guys will bednar i saw in spring training this year and it was it was the stuff was down from his draft year that's that's really uh, universally what scouts saw this year 
So we'll see what he looks like in the fall league and frankly, whether he starts in the fall league. It might be time for him to go to the bullpen. Last but not least, we have the surprise Sahuaros, which has players from Kansas City and Texas, obviously, and then Houston, Philadelphia, and Pittsburgh. And I will start this one. The group here is kind of interesting. They have Henry Davis, catcher from the Pirates, number one overall pick a couple years ago, who dealt with injuries this year. And I'll, I'll be honest, has probably been lapped internally but as far as the, as the future for the Pirates by Andy Rodriguez. Um, it'll be interesting to see what he looks like out here, especially behind the plate. Uh, there's the Rangers sending their conversion guy, Cody Freeman, out here to continue catching. And the, the Pirates are also sending Blake Sable, who is not the highest profile guy, but they like him internally. There also is going to be Luis Angel Acuna from the Rangers. He got injured on his first at bat of the season. I was there. He kind of leg out a base hit, kind of tripped over those new bases and uh, popped a hammy a little bit. And that was that. But he's really interesting when he's on the field. Carlos De La Cruz is listed as an infielder. I don't think that's correct. I think that's a typo, but I have not been able to get clarification on that. Regardless, I, I really don't think we're putting uh, O'Neill Cruz be, be damned. I don't know if we're putting a six foot eight guy on the infield right now, but wherever he plays, he has massive power. Like the home run derby that's going to happen in this fall league this year. There's, there's going to be an actual home run derby a couple of days before the playoffs. If you put Carlos De La Cruz and Jordan Walker and Josh Mears and Reese Hines in that, you might not ne- ever get to the playoffs because it will just not end. They will be hitting every single thing out, which I'll take a small digression. That reminds me of the 2017 Southern League home run derby between Gabriel Guerrero and Ronald Acuna that had to be stopped after five tiebreaker rounds because they just kept tying and people were worried that they were, those players were going to tear their shoulders out to continue to hit home runs and just do it into perpetuity. Uh, but we'll, but they eventually stopped it. And then the rains came and there was no Southern league all-star game that year, but it was hilarious fun to watch Acuna and Guerrero battle for, I believe the prize was a surfboard or a boogie board, which was pretty fun. Anyway, back to the fall league. Uh, another breakout guy that happened this year, or a couple breakout guys in the outfield, Matt Gorski had a really good year. Uh, until he got hurt at double A. He was a breakout guy at Greensboro. It's always hard to discern true breakouts at Greensboro because that is a hitter's paradise and you can get fooled on guys. Tyler Gentry has been one of the best performers in the minor leagues this year. It's kind of popped on the Royals system. Uh, John, uh, John, Johan Rojas has been excellent this year uh, with the Phillies. Really good blend of defense and kind of spark plug type offense. And Aaron Zavala with the Rangers the great Oregon duck, the great Eugene, Oregon native. So instantly my favorite player in the fall league. Uh, but he's got, you know, le- a left-handed bat with uh, uh, emerging power and bat to ball and on base skills. He's a really interesting prospect in a really interesting system. And I think I just talked about everybody on the roster, Jeff, if I missed anybody, you can go ahead and talk about him. Did you say anything about Trevor Hopper? I did not say anything about Trevor Hopper. Yeah, I like Trevor Hopper. I know you probably don't, but I do like Trevor Hopper. I think he's like been a little unlucky sometimes in terms of some uh, balls in play, but like underneath it, there's some pretty good skills there. Uh, I'm excited to see Kumar Rocker again. 
Um, I haven't seen Sikama. It's funny. I've supposed to see Sikama three different times uh, throughout his times in the minor leagues. And every single time the game has been rained out or he's been scratched. So uh, if I actually see him this time, it will prove to me that TJ Sikama does ex in fact exist and is not just an elaborate uh, prank and ruse. I've seen him. So he's real. Is he spectacular? I mean, yes, that those particular days he was. <laughs> Christian Chamberlain is the final um, arm here that uh, I'm really excited to see as well. Uh, goes out of Northwest Arkansas, actually, of all places. But um, no, that's the uh, that's that's the minor league affiliate. I know, I know. Oh, I see what you're saying. I think you said he. I said I'm pretty sure he pitched at Oregon State, not he Northwest did. Arkansas. He did pitch at Oregon State, but I'm saying you know he's with Northwest Arkansas okay. and. Uh, you know, had been in the Midwest League earlier this year, um, undersized left-hander, really unique um, fastball traits and stuff. So uh, yeah, he's one that I like, you know. He's actually from Colorado. I am pretty sure I saw him in college in a very memorable start. So I'm pretty yeah. sure, if it was the same guy I'm thinking of, he came in for an inning against the Ducks. It was my first and only time I've seen the Ducks versus the Beavers. And he gave up a three-run bomb to Kenyon Yovan. Yovan. And, all right, cool. I'm thinking my Ducks are going are gonna to do what they're going to do. This is going to be, you know, one to remember. Well, he got bounced after one inning. And then Kevin Abel came in, and I think he threw eight either no-hit or one-hit innings. Yeah. And then uh, I was like, oh, you know, who, who is this? And uh, they went to the College World Series and won that year. So or one? Yeah, yes, they won that year. Um, so that was a, an interesting day. That's why I'll always remember Christian Chamberlain. Hopefully he he gets uh, a little better memories than that. I know you love him analytically. I know we've talked about him before. Um, I think the, the Beavers have a, a way of producing guys that uh, you love analytically. Who was the guy the Cardinals took this year? I'm, I'm blanking on his name. You're blanking on the name of one Cooper Jerpy? How offensive. Well, that's what I'm here to do. Offend. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Cooper Jerpy was the guy you were really excited about. And I had a chance to go see him this year. And I said, no, I want to remain on vacation and, and not go see him. So I'll see him at some point. Um, other names on that list. We, we skipped over Quinn Priester. We mentioned him earlier before I couldn't remember where the Pirates were playing. But he's a really good, really good prospect. And he's had a good time this year in double A. He missed uh, first couple months of the season or whatever it was with injury so he's making up for lost time as well francisco morales is a big leaguer who when his slider is on it's nasty it's really nasty um and he throws really hard too so he should be interesting to watch i think that's it for these guys uh any final thoughts you have jeff on the fall league and what you're excited to see about this year what, what did you learn from your last trip that you're going to improve upon this time um i'm gonna stay on the other side of the valley or whatever this time i'm staying in mesa actually um i wonder if we're staying at the same place uh, I, well i'm staying at the sheridan mesa well i was gonna say don't stay where you're gonna stay because you're gonna get mobbed by groupies but <laughs> you talk about it off air i have a i have a, a really for me you think i'll have some um how complimentary josh i'm just a lowly baseball writer here um but no, I'm staying there because uh, I'm speaking at the Baseball HQ Conference, and that's where everybody's staying, and there's a, a discounted rate uh, for folks that are participating. So 
I'm gonna I'm oh. gonna take that and pass it along to a good old uh, employer here in Baseball America. So plus, I think it's cool to be like that close to the park. Mesa has a pretty exciting team. Maybe I can just like look out my 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 window like one morning and sitting there writing a story and there's Jason Dominguez just taking some extra BP, you know, hitting some nukes at my hotel window. I don't know, Josh, it's a possibility. I like to dream. So, uh, but I'm staying over there. I stayed on the other side last time, just kind of want to experience life on this side, this time over close to Scottsdale, um, you know, get some grill a little bit more often. I got to get some yeah. grill. Yeah. Um, looking forward to getting some good Mexican <laughs> food. I had gotten some with, uh, one of my scouts friends out there the last time toward the end of the trip. We're going to try to do that a little bit earlier this time. Um, yeah. And, uh, um, I'm just getting a rental car from, uh, the, the airport as opposed to, uh, last time I tried something out and I had to get an Uber to a car that was like 25 miles away. And it was this whole process and, Oh, it was, <laughs> it was a nightmare. So this time I'm, it's going to be nice and, and easy peasy. And, uh, I know where I'm going, I know where I'm staying, driven there before, kind of know what parks I want to be around, what clubs I want to be around. So uh, with the rosters coming out now, I feel pretty good about my decisions. You know what's funny? You say you know where you're going, all the things. So you must be directionally inclined, which I am not. Like I said, this is my ninth fall league. If you dropped me at Mesa and said, Josh, get to surprise, I'd probably die before I got there. Like I, I need without, without GPS or whatever, there's no way I would get there. Well, <laughs> like I could, said, I could totally, I could totally get there. Yeah. I could totally I, get I there. Absolutely now. couldn't. There's uh. no ch- shoot. A couple of years ago, I, <laughs> I lost, uh, I, I almost got lost or forgot how to get to Zebulon from my house, which is kind of embarrassing considering uh, I live 40 minutes from there and have been there hundreds of times. But come opening day, I was like, oh, how do you get to Zebulon? Oh, I don't remember at all. But no, every time I get to, to the Fall League, it's like, all right, if I'm at uh, Salt River, and I need to get to Glendale. Got to plug oh. it into the old GPS. All right, where am I now? <laughs> oh, oh, you are. Oh, you're in California. Oh, no. I'll roll up uh, to, to Eugene, Oregon by accident. Um, <laughs> no, it's... Yeah, we could do a whole podcast on my directionally challenged ways. Um, oh, but they're going to say we could do a whole podcast on the AFL, and I was going to say, Josh, we in fact just did. Oh, uh, we could do four or five hours on the AFL. We could do a, We could do a podcast every time there's a, there's a roster change. Just like a breaking news with Bear and Parrot, such and such has been added. Such and such. It would just been. be a live stream, Josh. Let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it would just be a live stream of me refreshing the podcast. Other the the AFL rosters and uh, waiting to see who is in, who's out, who I'm going to see, who I'm going to get video of, you know, all that good stuff. But we've rambled on for long enough. I think you have things to do with your day. I, in theory, have things to do with my day. Handbook season is upon us. Minor league player of the year season is on us. It is. Uh, there's never a downtime at BA, but the uh, the second season, prospect season, is starting to ramp up. So unless you have any final thoughts, Jeff, I will say for Jeff in Massachusetts, I'm Josh in North Carolina. Have a good day, everyone, and happy Fall League Roster Day. Oh, and happy Jackson Churio versus Yuri Perez Day. That should be the most exciting matchup in the minor leagues tonight. See you later, everyone. Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.